When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hey, thanks for joining us here on uh, Talking Real Money. Actually, just me, Tom. Uh, Don's got the day off. And today we're going to talk about airline travel. Really? Well, I hope you survived the holiday season intact. I know I had a difficult time. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But I was certainly not alone. I mean, there were millions of people affected by all the troubles that airlines had at the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023. Now, I am one of the lucky people that really, if I look back at my traveling history, and I've done a lot of it, I have not been stuck very much. It's been pretty good for the most part. I can remember a time that uh, my wife and I were stuck in London. Oh, big deal. I can uh, remember a time that uh, <laughs> that uh, I had to walk around an airport three or four hundred times because I was stuck there. But overall, I've been pretty lucky. Uh, really, everything's worked out pretty doggone well until... 2022. Now, again, I know I'm not alone when it comes to all that, but you know, last March, my son and I went to Orlando to see uh, Don and to uh, go to a soccer game. And when we got up in the morning, actually, I woke up in the middle of the night and discovered we had an email from Alaska Airlines informing me that our flight at six the next morning had been canceled. No explanation. There was no weather, et cetera, et cetera. Now, we did rebook on a flight uh, operated by another airline, got home in time. Okay, kind of shook that one off. But over the holidays, it was much, much worse. In fact, uh, the entire family, our whole uh, clan, if you will, was set to go to Hawaii for my son's wedding. Wow, great time, huh? And uh, the day before our departure, which was set for Christmas Day, we got an email from Alaska Airlines letting us know that they would not be flying our flight on Christmas Day. Now, that was pretty bad news, especially considering we had the whole gang over for Christmas Eve. God bless my wife, Danielle. She uh, she rebooked everybody, took the better part of the evening into the next morning. We got out of here. It all worked out. Now, there were some added expenses, right? Because we had to rebook at a much higher expense than we had booked. We didn't get to use all the hotel. There was a lot of inconvenience, a lot of stress. It was not fun whatsoever. So as a result of that, I decided that, uh, well, that was enough. Uh, two things. I wasn't going to fly Alaska Airlines again because they stranded me twice. But number two, I was going to write a letter to uh, to Pete Budiedge, who is, the, uh, of course, the transportation secretary. And I thought I'd slip a copy in there to Ben Minicucci, who is the CEO, I hope I have that right, of Alaska Airlines, and uh, my senator and Senator Bernie Sanders, because he's been involved in all of this, and kind of getting into a little bit about telling them how I really thought this was unfair, and uh, I'm a business guy, and I thought the the airline should be they should be penalized for leaving you high and dry that way, and you don't have any rights. It's really not fun. And so, um, you know, the idea here was to 
to try to figure out if I could stir up a little storm around all this and and create a little problem. Well, <laughs> the bad news on all that is I got no rights. I got I got no leg to stand on. Guess who wrote the laws? Guess who uh, is committed to uh, doing whatever they kind of want to? Well, that's right. That's the airlines. Are the airlines responsible in any way? What rights do you have? Not much. Well, here's a guy who wrote an article about fixing the broken airline system, if you will. You know him as the consumer man. He continues to write at checkbook.org, and you can get more of his great work at consumerman.com. Herb Weisbaum. And uh, Herb, I got to ask you, I mean, this is, we're not alone. This was a very difficult period of time. And and you wrote about an article, your article about all the cancellations last July. But what recourse do airline travelers have when they've been left high and dry by their carriers? So let's just talk about the system. It is broken. And it's because the airlines did not plan for the bounce back of travel as quickly as had happened after COVID. They didn't have enough planes. They didn't have enough crews. As we've seen recently, now that they're starting to get back up to capacity, uh, they don't have the, the infrastructure, both the FAA equipment, as we know from the computer failure, and the all the, the systems that they use behind the scenes in many cases are antiquated. And so when there's a problem, we have to shift pilots around. We also ran into a, a string of really bad weather, which you got it. They're not responsible for that. But and when there is a problem, they're at such capacity right now that, yeah, they could book you on another flight. But as we saw during the holidays, that other flight that there's a seat available on maybe three days down the road and you've got to camp out and, and live at the airport or they're supposed to, if you ask, give you hotel accommodations if you're stranded. They promise to do that uh, and meals. Uh, or if there's a uh, they they try to get you on a competing airline, they're booked up too. So that's the problem. The air, the system is at its max, and if something isn't done to control it, then we're going to have continuing problems uh, probably this summer as well as the as the people return to the skies. If there's any kind of disruption in the system whatsoever, from a regulatory point of view, the consumer advocates I spoke to think the system is broken because. Um, the Department of Transportation is not doing, in their opinion, and I would agree with them, the job they should be doing enforcing the rules and regulations or having the rules and regulations that make the airlines deliver on their promise of the service they offer us on the commercials that are so wonderful that, as you found out in reality, isn't always the situation. There's not, There are not a lot of rules in the United States protecting airline passengers. There are rules for baggage if it's lost or damaged. There are rules if you sit on the tarmac for too long, what the airline has to do. And the only rule affecting your situation, Tom, the only one is that if the flight is canceled by the airline for any reason, any reason, it could be no plane, no pilot, no crew, mechanical, weather, air traffic control, whatever. If that flight is canceled, they may, they must refund your money, give you cash back if you want it. And that's where they're getting around the situation. And, and we'll talk specifically about yours. But what's happening is what I reported in my checkbook story is they're saying to people, hey, uh, the flight was canceled. We got this travel voucher here. It's good for uh, you know any travel round trip in the 48 contiguous United States for the next year or whatever. Or, hey, if you're a frequent flyer member, we'll give you 25,000 miles. 
and they never they never mentioned door number three is, and by the way, you have the right by law to get a full refund on the flight you just didn't take. So a lot of people, most people, believe it or not, most people don't fly much. They fly once every year and a half is like the average, something like that. They don't know. They think it's, wow, Martha, they're going to give us a free voucher that we can travel anywhere in the United States. What if you're old and not traveling again, but you were getting yourself together to go to uh, the, the the niece or nephew's uh, wedding and you're never going to go again? What if you're going to your son's wedding in Hawaii and the next time you have a wedding, it's in Cleveland or what? And you can't go or whatever. And that's the problem is it? and the one congressman has estimated that they're from the pandemic related cancellations where they were canceling flights willy nilly. And there were, there were reasons for that. They didn't have pilots and because of COVID, but uh, Senator Markey has estimated that there are $10 million in refunds owed to people from the pandemic cancellations that still haven't been paid. The department of transportation has said that they are looking into Southwest airlines and boy, I sure hope they're looking into Alaska too, because they left a lot of people high and dry over the holidays as well at the unfair and deceptive practices. In other words, they oftentimes book these trips, sell you a ticket, and I think honestly knowing to some extent that they're never going to be able to fly that because they don't have the planes, they don't have the infrastructure, and things sort of set up. And uh, I truly, along with many of you others, because I've talked to many of you, uh, you're mad about these late cancellations, the fact that they can tell you just a few hours ahead of time that you are in a bad way. But let's ask a little bit about, uh, do they have to pay you back in any way, Herb? There is no regulation that requires them to help you pay for that extra cost. That's why some people take out uh, travel insurance. But no, you're you're stuck with that. That's the deal. They only owe you the money back from your trip with them. So if you were going someplace and you had a prepaid vacation rental for a week and you had a whatever going on and you and you had to buy extra tickets as you did the airline is under no obligation whatsoever to help you out with that situation as you found out the only thing they're required to do is give you money back if you ask it they should the consumer advocates believe they should tell you it should be mr mr cock your flight was uh, was canceled would you like a b or c and by law you have the right to see which is your money back but as you found out, they're not doing that. Another thing people have been asking about, and certainly something I've been thinking about, is uh, about the airlines. And what do they really owe you for all of this inconvenience? What are they on the hook for? Should they be paying, for example, I, I mentioned in my situation, we had to book a, a few first-class tickets because you couldn't get any way at, in, over to Hawaii any other way. Should the airline be on the hook to pay those additional costs? I would like to see some regulation where they're uh, on the hook for some additional costs. But I think if we could just get them to require the, this, this to live up to the deal of giving you the money back and telling you up front that you have the right to get the money back without you having to ask for it, you shouldn't have to jump through hoops. It should be an automatic in their systems. Flight canceled. Here are the passengers who uh, the flight was canceled. Offer them option A, B, or C making clear to them that they have the right to option C. That's the very least that the airlines could, in my opinion, and should do. The other thing is there needs to be a rule as to uh, when they they try to wiggle around the rules, like a cancellation. I know there have been cases during the summer where the airlines have said, well, we canceled the flight 12 days before and rebooked you on another flight. So this isn't a cancellation. This is a rebooking. Well, if you're going to that wedding and it happened on a Thursday and they rebooked you on a flight that gets there on a Friday, that they've canceled your flight. 
if you if you're on flight 37 it doesn't fly that's a cancellation and i think the dot through a letter to the airlines or regulation or where it has to make it clear that the delaying canceling a flight ahead of time it's still canceled that's not a rebooking on another flight that gets them out of giving people their money back i think that's another thing that could be that could be highly enforced to help a lot of people in that situation if you're one of those who wants to see exactly what's going on, try to understand uh, if there's been any fixes here, how the airlines are doing. They've agreed to some rules a little bit. Herb, they, they've, they've kind of said, well, we'll try to live up to this. There is a place where you can go see how they're doing, right? A, a sort of public scorecard, correct? There's a dashboard that came up uh, the, before the end of the year, before the holiday travel that the uh, DOT was very... Um patting itself on the back for doing. And basically what it does is it lists the 10 major airlines and what they've agreed to do for you in situations, whether there's a cancellation or a delay. Um, uh, the secretary was very, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Proud. That's the word I'm looking for. Proud of having published it all in one case. Uh, one of the consumer advocates I spoke to, Bill McGee, uh, called it lipstick on a pig. That's a direct quote. Uh, basically, this is better than nothing. It tells you what the airlines say they may do for you or will try to do for you if there is a cancellation or if there is a delay, but they're under no legal obligation to do this whatsoever. They don't have to do it. And even if they promised to get you on another flight for no cost, as Alaska Airlines did, uh, the, if the flights are booked, there's nothing they can do about it. There's no, there, you know, there needs to be, the thought is there needs to be some kind of compensation for not delivering on their end of the bargain. If you don't go on that flight, you know, you owe them the money if you have a non-refundable flight. And it's all, you know, obviously in the airline's favor and they would like to see the playing field leveled out a little bit more. So the dashboard does tell you, and again, this is what they say they will do if humanly possible. The only airline, and a big shout out to Delta, Delta has included what they will do for folks in their ca contract of carriage. That is a document that's 60 or 70 pages that nobody reads. But when you buy a ticket, you've agreed to that contract. You've agreed to a contract with the airline, and it says what they will or will not do for you. Delta is the only one that put all these customer service agreements in their contract of carriage. Kudos to Delta. The other airlines should put their, that in there as well, because that way it says this is what we're obligating ourselves to do, not we'll try to do it if we possibly can. So I got to ask, where is this dashboard? Yeah, it's on the DOT website. And is it easy to sort of follow along? I mean, you go, for example, to another government dashboard, the Internal Revenue Service site. It looks like it was something made back in 1995. I guess I probably shouldn't pick on the Internal Revenue Service. They might be calling me. But how is this scorecard, this dashboard, if you will, put together? Uh, I just I just wrote a tax story, and it's interesting because I, I was looking to include links with my checkbook story, and there was stuff telling people about the uh, tax laws from last year. It's like, guys, we're in this year's already. Come on. Uh, but yes, this dashboard is up to date because it really doesn't change very much. These are the promises that the airlines made before uh, Buttigieg was going to publish this thing. He told them, hey, we're going to put this out there, and a couple of them changed their policies because they don't want, they don't want red Xs. They want uh, green check marks to look like they're providing great customer service to everybody. I want to thank uh, Herb Weisbaum for joining us here on Talking Real Money today. And, you know, in addition to cancellation, Herb, there's delays. People get stuck for hours and hours uh, at airports and they're trying to get places and they just can't get there. So along these lines, I'm sure someone has looked into the rights consumers really have. Are there rules there? Uh, the, the airlines have to get you back on a, a plane in a certain period of time? Well, there's only one real regulation that deals with delays. And the DOT says if there's a significant delay, the airline must help you. 
but as in a true government fashion, they never define what significant means. So significant is up to the airline. Each airline can decide what's significant. In general, the airlines have said, if you look at this consumer dashboard, uh, basically what they've said is if there is a delay of three hours or more, they will try to help you with meals. And if it's an overnight flight, they will try to give you uh, complimentary hotel accommodations. Again, that is a situation where they may not make a PA announcement. Hi, the plane is now three hours late. Would you like some food? Can we help you with a hotel? It may be a situation, probably is, where you have to go up to the uh, gate there and say, hi, uh, three hours. Can I get some food? Can I get uh, yeah, something like that? So, uh, again, that's a, that, that could be, you know, it, at the very least, clarifying what a significant delay is or when they have to give you something, not if they feel like, again, these are will try to. Uh, these are goals. These are aspirations not required to just beefing up the regular. And it's funny because members of Congress, while they do get treated a lot better on airlines, I mean, if you're a senator or congressperson, and you get on a plane and they know who you are, you're probably going to get better treatment than Tom Cock and her. Wife. <laughs> Basically, what you're saying is all I have to do is run for Congress to get uh, to get treated well. Yeah. And you don't even have to, and you don't even have to be honest about your bio. I mean, you know, I, I know. Sure. I know you graduated from Harvard at age eight, Tom. I mean, everybody knows that. Come on. But but with all the problems that happened this summer and this Christmas season and with them going back to the districts and experiencing all these hassles that you and I and everyday travelers are experiencing, you would think the more than the Bernie Sanders and the couple of uh, Democratic liberal people who are against, you know, against uh, the the laissez-faire policies and want some regulation will be screaming, we've got to do something about the, we bailed them out for crying out loud during the pandemic, gave them billions of dollars. Maybe we should like say, Hey guys, we need something on the back end, like take care of the passengers, you know? And I'm not, I'm not anti-airlines. I mean, you know, when you, the, the airlines in many cases are trying, the people who work there are usually very, very good. It's the policies and the management that again, the, it's the, you know, the air, it's you, the bank, the bank always comes first. It's you versus well, it's, you know, you know, so for me, there's a couple of parts to all this. You know, there's, there's some changes I think just have to happen. One is we just need way more transparency around all this. There really isn't much, you know, there's a, I think it's a website called flight radar. And my wife went back and looked at Alaska airlines, for example, on their trips from Seattle to Maui in the month of December, December, 2022. And she found that almost 25% of him had been canceled in December, 25, one out of four. Now there's weather. Yeah. Cause we live in Seattle and sometimes the weather's bad, but in, if you're from here, you know, it's generally pretty mild. We had a couple of little snow things, but there's other things going on there that, uh, that are not readily apparent. So th that's one. And then there's this other aspect of have the airlines been updating their systems? Now, certainly planes are something you hope that they're paying attention to. But what about the software? We've heard about Southwest software problem. We've heard about the FAA's outdated software. So now we're getting ready here as we start thinking about summer. I'm I, looking forward to it here. But what about summer travel, Herb? I mean, is this going to be better or worse than previous years? Well, I've seen no indications that it's going to be any better. And clearly, if we have weather problems, there are going to be problems because, as I said, the system is so stressed that it's going to cause problems again. If you're thinking of traveling this summer, you should be buying your tickets pretty darn soon because the the, the passenger level is going to be up. The capacity hasn't greatly increased. 
they're going to be less availability for seats. As it gets closer, the prices are going to go up. They now have the ability to greatly raise prices as as it gets closer to the, the flight time because the flights are so sold out. So if you're thinking of traveling this summer, you need to get going now and, and booking those seats and, and trying to get the best seats you can get. And uh, again, we just cross your fingers that there aren't a lot of uh, problems with weather this summer, because if there are, that's what's going to be the problem. I think they probably have the cruise situations and all that worked out. It's going to be the the weather delays. And by the way, you're talking about the computers. I think the uh, Southwest Airlines and the IRS are having a competition for who can use old computers the longest or whatever. I mean, what do you think about how many times you created your computers and how these they're using stuff from the 60s and 70s? I mean, it's it's like, Wow. Yeah, well, that's just downright crazy. That's nuts. But I got to ask, do you think I'm going to hear back from uh, from Mayor Pete, who now runs the transportation department? You will probably get a form letter back. Thank you, Mr. Cox, so much for making us aware of whatever. By the way, you and anyone else who is listening and is in this situation, I strongly encourage you, and you can do it online at the DOT website, dot.gov, file a complaint and share what happened to you if you didn't get the refund or weren't offered the refund or whatever. Not that they're going to do anything for you. They won't do individual cases, but the numbers get added up. And the numbers are what Congress people and what consumer advocates look at when they cry out for regulation. Like, look how many cancel, look how many people, you know, the complaints were, I have them in my story, but the complaints were staggering for how many complaints have been filed against the airlines. You can't ignore that kind of thing forever. Sooner or later, somebody's going to latch onto that. So even if they won't do anything for you, just take the time to file a complaint, a paragraph or two about what happened to you, and let that be on the record with the DOT so those case numbers build up and it will encourage some kind of action against the airlines. Herb, I know you will uh, keep working on this. You're the, the consumer man and you're a guy that pays attention to all these things, the changes and hopefully the things that are getting better. And uh, and, and I want to say thank you because uh, you're always readily available and you're here to help and you've helped so many people over the years. And speaking of help, if you need a little help, if you want to look at your portfolio, your personal portfolio, and see if you have hodgepodgeitis, see if you're paying too much in fees, see how diversified you are, making sure you're pulling everything in the right direction yeah, we'll give you that time. We'll give you that review absolutely free. So you can go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Very easy now with the redesigned website to, to click there and ask for the help. Or, yeah, you can call us to the phone works 800-386-3004, 800-386-3004. Herb, it is always a pleasure to chat with you here. Thank you, Tom. It was a lot of fun. And as soon as we push the stop button, I'm going to talk to you about that uh, not being invited to your son's wedding in Hawaii. Thanks again, Herb, and uh, thank all of you for listening to Talking Real Money. Stick it right here. We're going to be coming back with more of your regular programming where we're going to be talking to many of you throughout the country. We got, uh, of course, Don's commentary on many things, all that continuing as we talk real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As to keep the lawyers happy.